Welcome to a Thursday edition of Splash Play. Maybe my favorite edition of Splash Play. We get to build lineups with viewers, preview Thursday night football. What else do we have on tap tonight, Chris? Well, we do have the low probability crystal ball, and I'm going off of no sleep and flying since 4 a.m. this morning on East Coast time. Now we are here to do Splash Play. Pete can't see, so who knows what's going to happen in this wild episode of Splash Play coming up right after the break. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your by, joined by your friend and mine. Oh boy, we are gonna be crashing into the wall on this one. He's Peter Overzet. Uh, Pete, how are you doing? And I guess do you want to explain to the people your affliction. Well, actually, I go get my props for the crystal ball segment that I forgot to bring over. Yeah, so I'm I'm not doing a bit with these <laughs> these sunglasses about. 20 minutes ago, I got, you know how when you sometimes stare at your screen for too long and you get the sun blot kind of thing popping up, uh, that happened to me. And so my eyes uh, are basically pretty fucked right now. Although putting on these sunglasses is helping me out a ton. So I am going to be the douchey guy wearing sunglasses throughout the show because it really is helping me. It honestly seems like, and I, you know, Pete, I believe you. I, I believe all Pete's really. That's one of the things that I always say. But I do think that it feels like you're just using this as a way to get Sal Vetri's color matrix in your life and now get those views up, maybe get your TikTok views up as well. Yeah, I'm trying to hide from my, my skin that is growing more and more pale by the day. Uh, hang on. I was confused because you were traveling. I thought you were going to be in Louisville. Did you go to Louisville and come back in this short amount of time? Yeah, I went to Louisville, uh, was there at the, as you can see, I got my fancy new shirt from our parent company, Champion Gaming, that owns uh, Edge Sports and Football Outsiders. And uh, yeah, I was there, uh, left early left early Tuesday, but got there like at 3.45 or 4 o'clock on Tuesday. So I missed half of the meeting that I had to miss, but there was just no way to do it with uh, flying direct from LA. And then yeah, I woke up this morning at 4.30 East Coast time was on en route to the airport, had a terrible experience with spirit. I know people don't care about hearing travel stuff, but I just have to say like, it was, it was one of those where like I had the boarding pass checked in yesterday, went there, the boarding pass was gone and it was like C agent. So I went to the TSA pre-check line, got to the front. They were like, we can't let you in with this. Had to go back to the front agent, then had to come back again. Thankfully they let me cut in line, but it's like one of those things where I don't get travel anxiety. I don't really worry about like the plane going down, but it, when it's like, oh shit, I might miss this flight and be stuck here for 24 more hours. Hours, that is when my panic mode sets in. Ah, uh, I, I mean, the most disturbing part of that story is that you willingly flew Spirit Airlines. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Was that the was, only good flight option? Yes, it was the only good flight option from LA. As I've talked about on here, I am moving to Philadelphia next month or the Philadelphia area. So that'll be much easier, direct flights with more options. But yes, yeah, Spirit is the only direct flight. And if I missed this one, if I didn't somehow get in on this flight today or they, you know, bump me or whatever, I would have not been able to fly through Spirit for another 24 and a half hours. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. So spirit, not the best. So you have to say, get the extra legroom seats. If you are going on there, that does make it slightly more tolerable as will uh, us being on this show today. So that's what we're going to try to push through. Pete's got his ailments. My brain is addled. I've slept eight hours in the last two days. We're in rough shape, dude. <laughs> dude. I didn't sleep at all on the Tuesday night either because I'm still on Pacific timing. So like I was up till 2 a.m. on the East Coast and had to wake up at seven to get ready to do a work day, a full day of meetings, had to present stuff. So uh, brain functionality, Pete, I don't know if you know this, generally going to be really important when meeting people for the first time and giving presentations <laughs> yeah what's uh what's the word are they are they happy with splash play did we get a performance review i think that they were impressed by our numbers it certainly didn't didn't hurt that old salvetri came on on friday gave us a big boost <laughs> to our biggest episode numbers ever so i will give the full credit to sal on that one in this venue though in the meeting venue obviously it's all pete and my genius and strategy that really that we've put together to build the show that's right. Well, I'm glad that uh, you made it out of that trip relatively unscathed. I did. And unfortunately, I guess you're suffering more, but we're going to push through it, guys. And we appreciate each and every one of you guys for being here. So please, whether you're watching on Peach Channel or on the Splash Play Channel, or if there's some third party pirate site out there that's really going for esoteric fantasy football content, hit the like button wherever you are, because it does help us out a lot getting seen more on YouTube. So please do that for us and really all your favorite YouTube content creators. Make sure to go follow at Splash Play Pod as well, because we will follow you back on there. And then if you unfollow us, we will unfollow you spitefully and never view you again. So that's the up 
upside and the downside of following us at Splash Play Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, make sure to give this podcast five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts because we've been getting some great reviews from people. And actually, Pete, before I, I we, uh, promote the viewer guests we're going to have coming up here, we got one more review that came through an Apple Podcast the other day, and it was specifically about the, the low probability crystal ball segment we'll be doing today, uh, referring to us as Miss Cleo Cosplayers is what that review did. I mean, that's pretty accurate. Uh, I don't even find that negative or positive. It's just like literally describing the bit. I mean, I think for me personally, like I would love to be Miss Cleo. Like if we could, like we had talked a little bit about, you know, the concept of the you know betting stuff over the weekend. And at some point the analogy came up of like, oh yeah, but like, would we want some better, you know, somebody like, you know, selling content if they were doing like tarot cards or whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, if they're doing a great show and they're doing tarot cards, like, I don't care. That's not data. Like, obviously you probably shouldn't follow their bets that closely, but I think Pete, you would see the appeal too, right? Like you would have that person on your channel in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I love, there was this, uh, one of my favorite comedians, Chris Gethard way back in the day, it was like right when, you know, way more of the social media apps had started to crop up, but he had like a hater that was just like trolling him in YouTube comments. And he kept reaching out to him and basically flew him out to New York to do a one-on-one interview with this hater. And it's one of my favorite pieces of content. So I love, I love that idea of, uh, of talking with people who, uh, who troll you. And speaking of haters, or I guess not so much haters, uh, one of our, our cherished viewers here on Splashbill, who won our giveaway here, we're giving away guest spots if you leave us those five stars and review an Apple podcast, will be joining us today. Paul Adair will be here to do a showdown lineup and um, build with us and hang out with us. We'll ask some questions. We'll do that. So uh, if you want to be like Paul or like our guys who were on last week as well, feel free to leave us those five stars and review and we'll start uh, guess, giving out some more random tickets here, some golden tickets. And, and no, uh, poor Josh Frick just wants Google Podcasts and as, as the weeks go on, Pete, I think we may never be on a Google podcast. I mean, can you just let us get back to f- full health? I mean, Spags is running on like one and a half hours of sleep. I can't fucking see shit. And you're worried about Google podcasts right now, Joshua. Just like, let us just give us a little bit of time. The devs are working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of things that Here. go on behind the scenes. The I'll, write it. I'll write it down. I'll put it on my to-do list. I have splash play hoodies. I'm going to write down splash play uh, Google podcast. We'll get this done. There we go. All right. So Pete, see, Pete's making it happen. That's the kind of VIP treatment you get when you are here in the Splash Play chat. We appreciate all of you guys for being here live. But let's start talking about some week five news. And one big news item, Pete, one that we've been clamoring for all year. Justin Fields will officially be the starter over Andy Dalton moving forward. Despite Mac Nagy saying the opposite for literal months, Justin Fields' response to being the reporter. I know this was in the Fantasy Life newsletter. I retweeted it last night, too, because I was like, this is just hilarious. But Justin Fields' uh, response to a reporter asking him about how he feels being the Bears franchise QB for the next 10 to 15 years and his response Pete I don't know if we're going to be on this earth for the next 10 to 15 years which is probably the outlook you don't want from your QB starter though very funny response by Justin Fields no that that ended up in the fantasy life newsletter because of your retweet so uh oh, thank you okay. for flagging that royal no hat tip Pete <laughs> I mean come on we got to draw the line somewhere here I can't be spilling ink over Spags hat tips um I uh there was a there's a funny one uh Kyle Shanahan had one I think earlier this off season too, when they were, they kept asking him about is Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, the starter. And he had some quote. He's like, I don't even know if we're going to be here next week, much less who's going to be my starter. So I love this kind of nihilist uh, outlook from the NFL these days. It's like, do you ever follow that Arby's nihilist handle? Like yeah. where they're just like, I think that's basically what it is. And I'm glad it's finally hitting the mainstream. And I have to point out, I know we need to talk about the news, but I did have Arby's for the first time in literal years last really? night because, yeah, I didn't get like I forgot to eat across the process of like we had the meetings. I then went out with some of the team and like, you know, took them out to drinks or whatever. And I didn't eat in that process because I was I, I don't know, a power move. I was just too whatever it was. But I was planning on getting like a hot chicken. The place was closed. So I got Arby's. Got to say Arby's is much better than I remember it being. What was your order? Um, I got the big beef guy <laughs> and some mozzarella sticks. And that was enough to keep me alive after drinking. I would say a few too many white cloth surges followed by margaritas. I, uh, I'm not a big Arby's guy, mainly because of the roast beef. I don't mind their curly fries. And I also really like their Jamocha shakes. They have this like coffee milkshake that is really good, but yeah, not a big roast beef guy. I wasn't a big fan growing up, but I was willing to give him a chance and, and I'm glad that I did. And uh, <laughs> Dustin, I think is a Louisville native who's upset that I didn't eat there. I did have dinner at naive on Tuesday with our management team. So that is one that I did get in there. If you're familiar with that one, healthy food, but really well done. And uh, I'll be back next month and probably every month after that. So if you, if you want to come hang out with me and tell me where to go in Louisville, I'm there for you. And historical anomalies, by the way, edge needs to set their game up. Spag deserves a private jet. 
boy, that's a lofty ask. <laughs> I I agree. I think that's that's what we've all been saying, Pete. I mean, how many views do these videos have to get to when you start getting a private jet out to Louisville? Do we need to be like a million an episode? <laughs> I, I think we probably at least have to be in the hundred thousand range. I would think. I mean, and, pro and really well monetized at that hundred thousand. <laughs> Smash that like button. Put yeah. spags on a on a jet. Yeah, please subscribe if you can. <laughs> Give us five stars and a review. Back to the news, though. We're all over the place. Chris Carson probably won't play tonight due to what Pete Carroll is calling a recurring neck issue. And uh, that's not good, Pete. That's not something you want to hear. I know you talked about it again a little bit in the Fantasy Life newsletter today. But how are you feeling about Chris Carson in this spot? I guess we still don't know for sure he's not going to play. But Alex Collins did pick up some snaps last week, as, again, you pointed out in the newsletter. So something we talked about as well earlier in the week. But Alex Collins, it looks like, could be an interesting showdown play tonight. Yeah, I, uh, it sounds pretty bad. You know, this next stuff, uh, I was kind of digging around to see if I could find any reports, and it seems very, very doubtful he plays tonight. And it seems also likely that this could be a multi-week injury. And I, I don't know if, I can't even think of any comparisons for neck injuries. I mean, that just seems so much more serious, especially for kind of a collision position like the running back. So yeah, I think uh, I think Alan, Alex Collins is going to be involved in a big way. I expect to see Travis Homer on pass downs. And the question really is, does this turn into kind of a three-way committee, um, you know, with a with a DJ Dallas type, you know, coming in there and getting some extra carries? Or can Alex Collins, you know, really maintain the Chris Carson role and, and Travis Homer picks up a little bit extra pass work? Yeah, definitely some machinations that could go on with that backfield and the rotation, but Alex Collins has been the one getting the work. So clearly you're going to go to him as your guy. You expect to get a lot of ownership. And as Pete says, I think Travis Homer being somebody that could be the pivot point or DJ Dallas, like, you know, play these guys. If you are playing showdown, uh, check your run the sim, see how those captain odds are looking and all that, or your awesome, you know, wherever you're going, use them all. Honestly, P pair them all together. The more data you get in your life from different places and compare it together, the better off you'll be. And that also includes football outsiders, by the way, because I didn't do that plug footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe, go over there, check out FO plus where we talk about DVOA. We talk about all the great numbers on Football Outsiders in this show and really across the industry. You will hear DVOA, uh, DVOA referenced everywhere. That's because it was created lovingly by Aaron Schatz and the team over there. So go footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Get the team DVOA numbers. Get the defense versus receivers, which is really helpful in terms of the DVOA there, what the wide receivers are producing against various defenses. So lots of good stuff to check out for yourself at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Another big injury, Pete, or I guess not really an injury, but personal reasons, Calvin Ridley won't be going to London for the game against the Jets. Russell Gage remains out, and I think my low probability crystal ball might have a hot take for this one, but how are you feeling about this one with Ridley? Uh, already the Falcons kind of looking down to start the year, and it does seem like their top receiver not traveling to Europe seems like an issue that, I, I mean, I guess we'll learn more. Hopefully we will. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting, I'm starting to get pretty spooked out about this being a lost season for Calvin Ridley. He's already been kind of a guy that sunk you if you took him at the one, two turn where he was going in a lot of those underdog drafts, he was going, you know, early to mid second and most of the season long drafts. And yeah, I'm worried. It's like a combination of this offense, not being aggressive. You know, Arthur Smith, I think has been, you know, kind of exposed a bit as a, as a fraud. I don't think he's as much of a offensive revolutionary as, you know, we were maybe giving him credit for in Tennessee. And now this style, I mean, we never know with personal issues. We had Will Fuller, miss a week as well with a personal issue and you never know what's going on with these guys' lives but it is very very disappointing to have Calvin Ridley who I think realistically could have challenged for you know the the top target leader in the NFL this year based on how things set up for him and now uh it seems like Kyle Pitts is mm -hmm. going to have a, a massive workload I assume we'll see some Olamidi, Zacchaeus um who's the other guy Christian Blake probably steps into three wide receiver sets. Sharp is there too Tajay Sharp. So yeah, this is going to be pretty gross in London. Yeah, it's got to be Kyle Pitts or Bust. You would think a guy that do feed the ball pretty well with Calvin Ridley on the field, but I'm strongly in, in your camp, Pete. I'm disappointed by Calvin Ridley. I took him in a, a zero RB format in the, the one season long league I'm doing this year, and it has not gone well relying on Calvin Ridley and Stefan Diggs as my two receivers there. So that is when that's when zero RB goes wrong, even though there are so many ways that it can go right. Uh, other news, we got Jimmy Garoppolo now expected to play. Didn't practice yesterday, but I think we'll know a little bit more about that in the coming hours. I haven't seen 49ers practice news yet. But Pete, this is a bummer, and I think, you know, you get 
get it when you're Jimmy Garoppolo as a guy who doesn't want to lose that job, doesn't want to get Wally Pip to use the old expression that probably doesn't mean anything to the people under 30 watching this stream. But uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo, I think afraid, terrified of losing this job to Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan too. I think the betting markets also did show that when it looked like it might be Trey Lance starting, the lines were a little bit less favorable, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo starting a little more favorable. So maybe he's not all the way there, but I know you wanted to see Trey Lance play. I want to see Trey Lance play. We want to see him over Jimmy Garoppolo, who quite frankly has been, I would say, one of the biggest disappointments again this year. Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned the Wally Pip thing. I know exactly what it means, but I only know what it means from hearing it as a reference, <laughs> like through contextual clues. It's like a child that puts it together. He he replaced somebody on the Yankees, I want to say. Um, yeah. And that was the thing. Like he, uh, but, but, Oh, he lost the job to Lou Gehrig is the thing. So Lou Gehrig took his spot, and then Wally Pip was the starter, and then Lou Gehrig obviously never gave the job back until um, he had his unfortunate disease that ironically was named after him. There you go. Thank you for uh, for that lesson. Uh, I am. I didn't mean to sound like a dick when I said that. I, I legitimately appreciate. Why you Pete is it. so mean? <laughs> just just hitting us with your cane over the head. <laughs> no hat tips. Thanks for the thanks for the history lesson. You fucking idiot. Um, what was I going to say? This is. I mean, it, it does seem like Jimmy Garoppolo could sit, but he he has to be terrified. He knows that the second Trey Lance gets a full game, like you're not putting that genie back in the bottle. Uh, and it's just, it's frustrating to me. I want, I want Trey Lance to be a thing. I guess I will say as, as a DFS player, I would like this news to drag out and for Jimmy Garoppolo to be truly questionable heading into Sunday, because I do think at 5,700 Trey Lance, if he was announced the starter right now, I think he would become the most popular quarterback on the slate might even surpass Dak just at that price tag. And in that matchup with a high scoring game, he'd be very popular. So I guess if there's a silver lining to this is maybe Jimmy G will be a late scratch. Yeah, we'll see here. They are playing Arizona this week. Pretty decently high total game, 49.5 in the books. Edge Sports has it at 47. So uh, definitely news here to watch. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have some more clarity on if Garoppolo will for sure be a go or not. Teddy Bridgewater is limited in practice despite being the uh, concussion protocol. So I think, Pete, this looks like he'd be trending towards playing where another spot, not great news for Drew Locke, though. Drew Locke also not the most impressive last week in the, the reps that he did get after Teddy was concussed. In this spot, Pete, does it matter to you that much, I guess, if Teddy is playing or if he's not? It honestly doesn't matter a ton. I mean, the Broncos aren't a team that you're double stacking anyways. I think you can still pick your spots. I mean, Cortland Sutton looked awesome uh, last week, at least from a usage standpoint. Noah Fant, I think, is a solid play. Tim Patrick has been, like, just very solid as well. So I think you pick your spots. You play one of these guys if you want, probably as a one-off, because I just don't like this game in general. It feels like a pretty gross game to me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if the lock stuff really changes anything uh, other than you know, feeling maybe a little bit more volatility if you're playing one of these Broncos guys. Yeah, and Teddy's been throwing the ball deep enough downfield anyway that I don't know there'd be a big boost to have Locke in there whose whole game plan really was to throw the ball deep downfield last year in addition to running somewhat. But either way, you got to think Cortland Sutton's going to get fed against a Pittsburgh defense that has not been very good and blitzing only 16% of the time this year, which is not one of their staples historically. Uh, other news, we got Dalvin Cook admitted that he's hurt, but he plans to play through it. He still feels like himself, though. I think we saw the results last week and really the usage for him last week, Pete, how that did not look great. Are you, would you be confident playing Dalvin Cook? And I guess the question really would be, is this the week to play him in the hopes that he's saying he feels good? People probably won't play him. They'll see that Q tag or whatever's going to be on there on DraftKings and FanDuel. And I think, you know, if you want to take the risk here, playing Dalvin could be a move that does pay off. Yeah, I I would be more interested in it if the Thielen and Jefferson ownership got out of hand, but as usual, it doesn't seem like it is. It seems like both will be under 10% again. The Dalvin Cook stuff sucks that he's trying to force it back, but... You know what I, what I kind of my read on the situation spags is he doesn't want to get Wally pipped, you know, by Alexander Madison. So he's probably just going to force his way out there and uh, would hate to get Wally pipped a reference that I have a firm grasp on. So I think uh, Dalvin Cook is uh, he's going to play, but I don't get excited about him at that price tag and only being 50%. Did you know that Wally Pip uh, lost his job to Lou Gehrig, Pete? Yeah, cool fucking story, bro. <laughs> Hat tip me in the Fantasy Life newsletter when we talk about Wally Pip in there tomorrow. Uh, I think that's Lots all of the Wally news. Pip references tomorrow. I'm going to do a 500 week, word. <laughs> You know what bits up next? It's the low probability crystal ball. Oh, everybody's God. favorite. <laughs> so let's, let's get ourselves where we need to be. I also accidentally grabbed uh, my girlfriend's goat in, in the... <laughs> It's this if people want to see this goat here. He's got a really terrified face that I, I think is not the most appealing. 
Um, that is, that's nice. I feel like you should do one of those tweets where you like post a photo of it and you're like, just took a picture of Tom Brady and it'll get like 64 <laughs> likes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would be really great engagement for me in particular, but <laughs> it's time Pete for the low problem. Do you have your crystal ball ready? Can you see it? Can I, you reach your crystal I, ball? I can see it. I mean, I'm going to really try not to phone it in today, but I feel like I'm about to phone it in. Well, here's the thing with the low probability crystal ball. Last week, the crystal ball, my Buffalo Bills take with the, well, the crystal ball sake. I shouldn't take credit. We're just vessels for what the crystal balls tell us, but uh, we actually did get that one right. So the low probability crystal ball paying dividends. If you tease the Bills line up by 10 points, like the crystal ball told us to do last week, but it's that time. We're going to tell you the low probability plays and players that could be worth a lot more after this weekend. And uh, Pete, do you want to try to go first? How many are we doing? I need uh, to pace we, we myself. Just do two. We can just do two. Thank God. Okay, I can get up for two. I can get up for it. Okay, hang on. Get Red leather. Character. Hang on. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay. <sighs> Welcome, Spags, to my crystal ball of fate. I look into here every Thursday and I see what will happen on the Sunday slate. You don't have to pay for this show and yet we give you the future play. Spags, I see extremely high ownership for Devontae Adams this week. An incredibly popular play with all the salary opening up. But what if just what if Aaron Jones is the one to moonshot, to glow, to soar to heights unforeseen? Another four-touchdown game for Aaron Jones while everyone plays his more ballyhooed teammate. My crystal ball says, Pete, what a fantastic effort that was. And your little getting into character moment, truly a marvelous thing to behold. But one more thing we'll behold this week. We discussed it mere moments ago, but the crystal ball simply can't move on from the segment that we pitched just a few minutes ago. And today, the crystal ball is telling me Kyle Pitts will emerge on the scene the way we've all wished for. 200 yards forthcoming for Kyle Pitts in London. London will be tearing down Big Ben. They'll be calling it Big Kyle Pitts because they're so enamored there. And that's the thing that the crystal ball tells me. Kyle Pitts, play him if you're playing that whatever showdown at 9.30 a.m. East Coast time. Oh, how creative of you to pick the guy stepping into a 46% target share. I saw it on a fucking billboard earlier. I didn't need to look into a crystal ball to see that happening. Where do I get my money back, you crock of shit? <laughs> My crystal balls tell me you're being a little aggressive this week. I'm sorry. It's a cutthroat industry out here. Sometimes we need to put each other down to bring in more customers. Stay away from this hack fortune teller who tells you everything you already know. Here's my crystal ball. Derek Henry is going to be a good play this week. Oh, no, that sounds more like a Spags recommendation. My bad. My bad. My crystal ball is defeated and sad. Okay, here's here's an actual one, one where you get your money's worth. This man burned you all last week. No one will want to touch the man who loves shit himself, Odell Beckham, but instead he will be a good play. His price might have gone up, but his ownership is going down. This game versus the Chargers has sneaky shootout potential. Go back to Odell Beckham. We martingale Odell around here. Ooh, the crystal ball even uses peat pits. That's what we want to hear from the crystal ball. My crystal ball has a double hot take here, and, and perhaps it won't be hot enough for Pete's crystal ball, but my crystal ball tells me, go to the men of Minnesota. Skull is what the crystal ball says, because there will be two men on the millionaire maker winning lineup this week from the Minnesota Vikings. Which two? The crystal ball, I'm shaking it. It's uh, unclear which two, but it does seem like going against Detroit would be fantastic for the purple men, the purple people eaters, we'll call them. Uh, that's never been said before. The crystal ball came up with that just now. But Dalvin Cook, perhaps a redemption song. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, so many options to choose. But the crystal ball knows two men, two men, Pete, will be yelling skull in their million-dollar winner. Very nice. You redeemed yourself after the most obvious pick of all time. Thank you. Two guys in the millionaire maker winner. That's that's a fantastic crystal ball pick. That's exactly what this says. Low probability. You know what that probability is? Like 5% at most. Right. I wasn't roasting you for that one. I was roasting oh, you for the it's, Kyle Pitts I can't one. tell anymore. Blind Pete's been so mean. <laughs> it's hard to tell. How are my eyes doing? I think a little it's probably better. Probably not great. Would be my <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. There goes the low probability crystal ball. Do we want to do numbers don't lie with Paul or do we want to do it before Paul comes in? Um, 
let's see. Paul, why don't you hop on? I I, I think it's fun uh, to do with the uh, the listeners here. So, Paul, you have the link. Please join us in the fort. Oh, no, we're done with that. <laughs> Ooh, perhaps you can see the link in your chat. <laughs> no, the best part, though, is at least Paul, Paul isn't in the hopper yet. Last week, our guest literally watched us do that entire bit within the StreamYard green room. And I it was just, it's so much more embarrassing to just see two people looking at you being like, Think, when is this I over? Mean, it doesn't so embarrass you to know that there's like a thousand to two thousand people watching us do this at any point in the next 24 hours. <laughs> No, we got to get to a hundred thousand to get you on that jet. <laughs> That's true. Maybe the crystal ball could get me on the jet. That's the one thing that we can hope for. But it is going to be time here for numbers. Don't well, actually let's let's do Paul. Let's introduce Paul here. Paul, looking fresh, got the green hat on. He's here to go. Paul, one of our our guest winners who got the golden ticket last week for leaving us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. And also, Paul, you're a great member of Pete's community. And I didn't do enough research to know anything else besides that about you. So <laughs> tell us tell us about your love for Pete. Is what I'm going to lead with here. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to leave a review that referenced like the Monte Carlo Sims. I remember listening last year and it was always about somebody popping in the Monte Carlo Sims. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. And then I, I couldn't crack anything good enough. So I'm like, never mind. But uh, yeah, you know, I got like the fidget spinner, you know, I mean, bought the kit. I don't have any dogs though. So I have two cats. But. Shout out to the randomizer boxes. Yeah. Excited to have you. You're also a, a run the Sims bro, uh, a pillar of the community as uh, my alter ego mans might say and uh, excited to uh, talk some uh, DFS and build lineups with you today. Yeah, Paul, do you have a team? Do you have any players that you've particularly been finding yourself relying on out there in a way that let's let's get the relatable stuff out there because right? we all know there are certain guys that we're we all love to go back to time and time again. So who's your guy? I mean, so I had one really good week last year, week 10. Um, I actually took down the 25k spy with uh, uh, Josh Allen. It was like the Josh Allen versus Buffalo, Arizona game. Um, oh yeah. In hindsight, the lineup was actually pretty chalky except for like three players. So I, <laughs> trying to be contrarian this year, isn't really working out so well. <laughs> well, honestly, so at, least I guess you won the, at least you won the spy instead of putting a thumbnail up when you finished third and acting like you won I mean, something. The biggest regret is not putting those three lineups into the Millie Maker that week. Uh, I've done it in previous weeks. Just throw them in there. It would have taken second. So I have yet to like get over that. <laughs> uh, that's what keeps you up at night. The the what ifs with that lineup. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. My wife's like, let it go. You wouldn't have won if you would have entered that in the Millie Maker. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> There you go. It is tough because it can be such a bankroll bleeder. Like I don't toss my, like when we do our tilt space lineups, we do toss ours in the Millie maker, my own like spy lineups. I don't toss them in the Millie maker. Cause I don't want to just hemorrhage, you know, a hundred bucks a week. Like that, that adds up, you know? So I guess you're constantly having to weigh bleeding your bankroll or the FOMO aspect of it. It's a, it's a tough act to, to figure out. Yeah, so that's that's what it's all about here. At the end of the day, you're trying to make the most plus EV move. So um, at the uh, make those those spy plays. If you're a single entry guy, make your millie makers. What, what was that? Uh, let's do let's do our numbers. Don't lie. This this will get us back on track. Where you know the game by now. And if you don't, I'm gonna read three stats. Two are true. One is a lie. Both Pete and Paul will then guess which one of these three stats is a lie. Uh, Paul, you've watched the show. Actually, shit, I didn't finish the last one of this. So I have to wing wing this last one here. But Paul, you know numbers don't lie. Do you think you're ready for the this challenge that has thrown Pete so many times. Sure, let's do it. All right, so let's read three stats, and then we'll we'll see which ones are true, which ones are false. The first one, a guy is very buzzworthy that we talked about up top. Justin Fields will allegedly remain the starter if we were to believe Matt Nagy following a summer declaring Andy Dalton as his starter. But you could have made the case that Fields simply isn't ready for prime time yet. He has a 53% adjusted completion rate among the worst in the league, and he still has yet to throw for a single passing touchdown. Paul, you're the guest here, so you tell us first. Does that sound true? Does it sound like a lie? That's true. Okay. I love the confidence. That was yeah, really just. I'm pretty sure I heard that right. This is harder than I. I knew it was hard being on these streams, but like, you really gotta focus. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> not have not even being able to see and trying to do this. I mean, <laughs> I can relate because I work in my computer computer all day, and if you have a white background, like, and you have floaters, it's the worst. 
Yeah, that's what I have. Uh, so I will say, Paul, we do. So I always like to play the game within the game with Spags here. So he did leave that little nugget that he didn't finish the third one, which we know for a fact wouldn't be the correct answer. Because so we know the correct answer is going to be one of the first two. So I like your confidence on the first one. We know the third one's going to be complete bullshit. And he's scrambling right now to try to type something that'll vaguely sound realistic. So we're down to one out of two chance here. I'm actually, we've, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Here's another one for both of you guys here. Numbers don't lie. Uh, the Chiefs, things have to be looking up for the Chiefs in coming weeks, even though they have started a little bit slower. But one guy who started slower than people may realize out there after seeing the performance from his top wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, is Patrick Mahomes. The man has been a hit rate of uh, of throwing a lot of touchdowns. I might be making this one up this week. <laughs> a hit rate of throwing a lot of touchdowns. He's got a hit rate. Uh, maybe I didn't write it fast enough. That could be the issue, too. Didn't write it well enough. Could, I didn't sleep. That's the whole thing. Anyway, has not been having the hit rate we would normally see on his dropbacks. Normally, he's around a 7% touchdown rate per dropback. This year, just 2.5%, putting him firmly in the middle of league average. Pete, does that sound true, or does that sound like a lie? Bullshit. <laughs> Paul, now that you know the game, do you think that one is true or a lie as well? That's false. Okay. okay. Uh, we'll find out, I suppose, in a little bit. Let's go to the third one that I'm also making up off the top of my head. Baker Mayfield doesn't have anyone breathing down his neck like Justin Fields does, but a partially torn labrum could make his status tough to trust moving forward. The numbers show Baker hasn't been quite himself either. He has completed just 32% of his deep passes. He's been responsible for 27% of his team's touchdowns, a mark worse than every other starter this week besides Justin Fields and Davis Mills. Pete, you've heard all three here. Obviously, I, they all came off the top of my head, so any of them could be true. Any of them could be false. Which one is true? Which one's a lie? The one that is true is the first one that you put in the spreadsheet uh, when you wanted to do this segment. Uh, I'm riding with Paul's pick. Number one is true. Okay, well, which one's a lie? You do, you do know how the game works, right? There's two are true, one is a lie. I already told you. Two are true? Okay. Yeah, two are true. All right. I thought we, I thought it was uh, one truth and two lies uh, rolls off the tongue. Uh, Paul, you, you go. I, I can't do this right now. Uh, I think the last one's true. Okay. The last one is indeed true. Baker Mayfield performing poorly. Also, Justin Fields performing poorly. Patrick Mahomes not performing that poorly. He is in fact throwing a touchdown on over 9% of his dropbacks. Actually, he's throwing them on 9.9%, just shy of 10% of his dropbacks. So perhaps if I'd written it out more, we would have been a little bit less obvious, but you guys win. So congratulations, Paul. You're now 1-0 on your first splash play appearance. How does it feel after beating such a difficult game, really, that I, I laid out with such care? I mean, yeah. it's great. I mean, I had to actually rewatch the segment from the previous episode because I'll admit I missed a couple episodes this year. So I had to what? remember how the game worked. Take them out. We're done. Sorry. <laughs> I was diehard last year. This year I was spotty. No, it's fair. We got the three days a week. We are on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays now. And as you can tell, we put a lot of love and care in each episode. So it's fine if you miss one or two. Uh, but that's that's how this game goes. Is this guy just switching between accounts being mean to me in chat? I what what is the point of that? I don't I don't need this today. I'm tired. Screw you, the dirt's card shop and Reggie Wilson. I don't need that. Do you want me to block him? Um, no, let him, let him, let him just keep switching between accounts and be mean to me. Like wasn't, I'm apparently I wasn't blessed in the looks department. I think I look great today. I feel like this, I got a haircut. I'm feeling, feeling good. It's a, it's a tough, it's hard to make a call on it because on the one hand, his views and his interaction is a stepping stone to you getting a private jet to Louisville <laughs> next time. On the other hand, he's being a jerk. That's true. The haters do make you famous. That is a, a phrase that we coined a long time ago here on Splash Play, but uh, we'll, we'll keep moving forward and I'll, I'll persevere, even though the man on YouTube doesn't think I'm the prettiest. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Thursday Night Football Showdown DFS, and we're going to do our lineup build. Paul, you saw last week there was a head-to-head. -head. Today, it's just you here, so I guess, we I don't know, we can't be quite as mean here. We, I can't have a horse in the race, but Paul, no you're going to have to build a good lineup. They're going to hopefully win the people some money. I got so, a lineup in it earlier. He's ready. With, uh, Gerald Everett. <laughs> Is that he? What's it? Like, yeah. He? I thought he was pretty questionable for tonight. Have we gotten word yet? Uh, I think he's still questionable. I haven't seen anything because uh, I think your news item in the Fantasy Life newsletter was the most recent that that's out there yet. The West Coast timing for practice, I feel like, makes it weird with the show sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you do need to remind me, Paul, tonight if we go with Gerald Everett and he's out, you got to remind me to change it. All right. <laughs> All right. So are we going? Wait, are we going, Captain Gerald Everett? No, no, I don't want to play. I'm joking. Oh, okay. 
was, I mean, look, Paul, if you want to go cap and Gerald, Gerald Everett, that's fine. I'm not going to, I mean, I would certainly question it a little bit, but that's tight ends have been winning a lot of showdowns recently and people do tend to overlook them. Wait, so am I going first here with this? This is my your lineup. We're just oh here gosh. to, this we're is just nuts. here to make fun of you if you make a mistake. <laughs> All right. So I was playing around with some of the Sims and I always tend to, for some reason, assume the game's going to go way over. Like, I don't know why. I just think it's more fun. So let's just assume the Rams, like it's like 34, 26. Yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. No, these are some really high lines. I just want to point out here the edge sports line that which again, they're doing 100,000 simulations to land on that based off, you know, the game data from football outsiders and everything else. They have the line at 60 today. The books have it at 54. So I think, you know, the pass catcher captain seems like it has to be the move, though. I do know run the Sims had a Darrell Henderson also really highly ranked. So definitely, you know, you go a lot of options here and I think get as contrarian as you want. Yeah, I mean, I thought Darrell Henderson was going to be a little bit uh, less owned, but it's kind of a bummer to see him in double digits for captain. So I don't think I'm going to want to do that. I probably would do something like, let's say Tyler Lockett captain. I like it. Okay. Tyler Lockett at captain. So coming off of some down games, you can definitely have a redemption song here. It does seem like the projections for him and DK Metcalf are going to be as close as can be. Uh, Pete, I guess, should we, do you want to take a turn here? Or do you want to do the obvious one and put Russell Wilson in? I thought we got to figure out the structure of this segment. Is Paul <laughs> building this lineup on his own? I think we're doing it together. I think we're going one by one. Okay. For if we have a head to head, like if we had another guest on, then Paul would compete against them for our love. But instead now it's just, it's just gotta be us. Okay. Paul whisper who you want me to take for you. I want you to have a good time on this show today. Uh, let's do whisper. DJ Dallas. Uh, so Spags, I, I think I do like DJ Dallas. I think he's going to be a nice uh, leverage play tonight without uh, Chris Carson playing. Everyone's going to flock to Alex Collins. DJ Dallas is going to get us unique and save some salary. That's definitely my pick that I came to on my own. <laughs> I mean, I think I would personally go Travis Homer, I think over DJ Dallas, but I understand the want there and I'll, I'll you know, I'll allow it. I'll go along with the team here. I am a team player if nothing else. You have no choice. No, okay. Well, I'm, I'm a team player, so it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm the one clicking the buttons. You could literally say, I hate it and I will never be party to this lineup and you still wouldn't have a choice. Well, I, I would say, though, we probably should have Russell Wilson in there for the correlation with a captain at wide receiver because that is the strongest correlation you have. If Tyler Lockett's going to have a good enough day, Russell Wilson's going to have a touchdown or two, you would think, in addition to whatever else he does. So put Russell Wilson in, please, if you will. I will. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Uh, right up there, quarterback-wide receiver correlation being Strugs right up there with Kyle Pitts <laughs> being a good play this week. All right, Paul, you got another pick coming up here. Where do you want to go? I feel like it might be a good move to get a Ram in, but follow your heart. <laughs> uh, let's do Van Jefferson. I love it. Okay. I bet I bet some Van Jefferson props today. I took his over 20.5 yards on his longest catch. Seattle's been uh, vulnerable to deep ball, and I also took his over three and a half catches on uh, underdog in a pick em. So I'm on board the Van Jefferson train today. I think I sort of left enough salary for both of you guys, unless you're going to flip it back to me to make some decent picks by going with DJ Dallas and Jefferson. Hmm. I mean, I, I think we got, we have to spend a little money here. And I guess the question would be for you, Pete, cause you are going to make this next pick. Where do you want to go? Do you want one of the, the loftier Rams price plays? We could take a Darrell Henderson and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, let's, um, let's see. I mean, we definitely need, another play on the range. So I'm putting this in the play action, which has 158,000. So we can definitely get funky with this. Why don't we do, everyone's going to want to play cup. I mean, we're going to be able to sit. Yeah. Why don't we do, why don't we do stat like double stack Stafford? Maybe you could do like Stafford. Uh, I guess we won't be able to afford woods. You could go Stafford and Higby. Okay, I'm, I'll allow it. And also, Pete, can we clean the chat? I'm done with I'm done with these guys. All right, <laughs> I think that's I, like I it's, it, yeah. There's there's a difference between like you don't have to watch things just so, for the people out there in chat. Like I tend to I as you might know from my career, I tend to take this stuff pretty well in stride. But like if you're not happy with content, don't watch the content. Go do something that makes you happy. I think that's a pretty obvious one overall. So they're gone. I buy Dirt's card shop. It'll be I'm sure they'll they'll be back here tomorrow in a, another name because that's the way it goes. Paul, I'll let you have the final pick here. I feel like we've, we've done enough on our end and you got to make the tough call. You do have 7K left. So some options you can go to here. So where do you want to go? Yeah, I like Higby. All okay. right. I, I, I like this lineup because 
It tells a story. Uh, I think it has some plays that aren't going to be popular. It leaves a, a decent amount of salary on the table. Uh, Lockett and Metcalf have been negatively correlated. Uh, so you can see one of those guys going off. And then I think getting off of the cup chalk, getting off of the Henderson stuff. I think this is, we're probably sacrificing a decent amount of projected points, but I'm guessing this is going to be a fairly unique lineup. Yeah, I, I think so too. You know, be more unique is if you put John Walford in there instead of <laughs> instead of Higby, because you never know. You never know he can come back in and have his renaissance. Whenever I'm building these by hand, I cannot do three three. I just don't. I don't like it, and that's what we just did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Normally, but whatever. The, normally, the three threes are kind of the chalky construction. I haven't got to run the Sims tonight. Is that what was showing up in the most default? Yeah, a lot threes. of Durrell, it looked like, in the DIY simulation on Run to Sims, which, of course, Pete is a presented sponsor. Of. I just have a free account from our pal Justin Freeman, so I take a look there along with everything else. But does seem like he's got Darrell Henderson being the guy who's most under-owned at cap and has him being a, a hit at about an 18% rate. Actually, oh, there might be a few others here. Go to Run to Sims yourself. And uh, what's the promo code on there? Is it Pete? Yes, uh, but I was going to say, uh, looking at the optimal lineups, it seems like it's a lot of almost onslaughts. Uh, like Seattle onslaughts four four twos five one. So maybe the three three isn't too chalky tonight. Maybe I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to you know, I, I'll tell people honestly because I've been running pretty well with showdowns. Like it's a lot of just kind of with the fantasy cruncher process, get your guys down to to me. I like having my exposure to sixty three percent, so you kind of can get enough of these guys in your lineups when you before you sort them out. And then a captain, you know, cut the QBs down at captain the most, and go you know what let whatever else happened with the projections you're using. But those to me, I think are the key things you're doing for showdown. And I've actually Pete, I don't, we haven't <clears throat> we haven't talked about this, but since I did have that one near uh, millie maker tie. Like I've been doing pretty well in showdowns and I feel like there's something like in the air with how people are approaching them this year where the ownership is like not as flat as it used to be, where people would always load up on QB captains. And I just feel like the field's trying to figure out some stuff and not quite figuring out the way you'd want to see. Yeah, I haven't been, I've been kind of mixing and matching the single entry with playing the, uh, the 20 max stuff. So I haven't quite picked up on those trends because you're probably playing more of the same contest routinely than me, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think there's I think showdowns to me are the most winnable thing you can have out there. You know, again, you're sort of trying to sort your process out, use ownership projections. I still use Osmos. I think they do a fantastic job over there. But, you know, for me, it's getting a thousand lineups on Fantasy Cruncher, making sure you're limiting guys, trying to be mindful of also the value guys that everybody's going to get in an optimizer. And if you do those things, and that sounds like more complicated than it probably is. But um, if you are just mindful of the ownership, the guys cramming in value plays and then just get a little bit different with it, uh, you'll find some better results in showdown. So we could talk more about that on another show. But Paul, uh, I guess, how do you feel about this game tonight, by the way? Like, do you think there's any chance this could be going completely contrarian and going a more defensive-minded, running back-minded approach might be the move, given that everybody's going to be chasing that high over-under? I mean, I guess Seattle really can't stop the run, so, like, <laughs> these kind of questions crack me up because, like, I literally don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, Seattle's been kind of crappy, I mean, every week I seem to want to stack them. Everyone, uh, you know, listen to ETR. It's like, oh, Russ Wilson, you know, he's going to go off this week. And it's like, damn, nothing happens. And then I think maybe tonight's going to go good for Seattle. Yeah, think, these yeah. these divisional games always, they're, they're tough, especially early in the year, because they seem to either go way under um, or just can be complete shootouts. And uh, I never have a good feel for them. Yeah, I would say uh, also Tim in the chat asking, why do I want Homer over Dallas? Homer has been ahead of him in the pecking order overall, 10 snaps per game compared to two per game for Dallas. Um, Dallas, you know, has been getting the ball roughly around the same rate per snap as uh, Travis Homer has been. But I think DJ Dallas people, again, like the new shiny toy. If Homer's ownership is substantially higher than Dallas, I could see going the other way. But I think based on the numbers that I'm looking at, like Collins is clearly the one you would want the most, assuming that Carson doesn't get in. But I think Homer, you know, like treat these guys as relatively even plays, but I'd rather have more Homer, I think, than Dallas for myself. Uh, and the great debate here of Seattle tertiary and secondary running backs. It'll probably dud because every game that we thought was going to be a dud, like the Oakland game was, you know, a really good game. There was, there was like another one earlier that was like on an island that was not looking that great, but it was ended up being a good game. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I think tonight, I, I would find it hard to believe this won't be a good game, but especially after the Rams at the big disappointment last weekend against the Cardinals, like I think in this spot, you got to expect them to bring it against another rival. Uh, and let's do Pete, I guess, and Paul as well. We can do our ride or die picks for this game, and then we'll build a main slate lineup as well. Just give people that little teaser of what we'll talk about more tomorrow. We'll have John Daigle from NBC Sports Edge joining us on here. So he was on our partner site, Football Outsiders, the other day. Now he'll be on here doing our version of the show. And of course, one of our favorite guests from last year as well. So tune in tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific to see uh see him join the show but let's do uh let's do the ride or die picks and and pete you could set the table here as much as you want uh, of course we are u- usually ebbing towards the showdown captains but i guess you could do whatever you want if you want to get creative with the the one three or one three and ten pointers yeah uh paul paul went ahead and did lock it i'm gonna go ahead and play the other side i'll say dk metcalf uh winning showdown captain he has had a higher target share than Lockett so far this season not not a massive difference but um I'm I'm such a sucker I always play Jefferson over Thielen I always play Metcalf over Lockett and I'm not about to change now okay so for me then so you guys have taken the two alpha predators here for Seattle so the the leverage move seems like it would be Gerald Everett (laughs) captain but I don't know that that's the move I personally would want to do what's his ownership look oh man he's at two percent less at captain hmm um, but fuck it. Gerald Everett or Gerald Everett or whatever tight end might be there tonight. If Gerald Everett doesn't play at captain is my choice. All right. Yeah. So it'd probably, it'd probably be Will Disley again, would be your guy as a yeah. fill in if Gerald Everett's out. There yeah. I go. mean, real, real probably sexy Freddie options Swain. either way. Freddie Swain <laughs> captain. Yeah. You can make that pivot if you want. I, I did pick him to outscore, I think all the Niners receivers last week. And that, that did not go very well. That's right. CB, make sure your lineup tells a story. Mm-hmm. If you can't spin, a 20,000 word yarn about your lineup. Don't bother submitting it. Exactly. Yeah, really, it should be more like a college essay or an AP essay. Like, if you could do that about your lineup, then you know that lineup is guaranteed to win you all the money and all the tournaments out there. Uh, Paul, are you ready to build a Sunday main slate lineup? Pete, Blind Pete, are you ready to build a Sunday main slate lineup? Yeah, Blind Pete's still crushing it on the StreamYard screen share. We persevere. We This is kind of my Jordan flu game. I refuse to get Wally pipped by someone who would step in and host this show in my absence. So th- that's what we're doing. Paul, were you listening to the show beforehand? Yes. Okay. So, so you know, do you know who Wally Pip was replaced by? I mean, I heard the story. I guess I wouldn't remember that at all if without listening earlier. Oh, it's Lou Gehrig, but in case you were, in case you missed that part, everybody. Oh, else we is know Spags. This yeah, is just... Spags' best party trick, telling the backstory to the Wally Pip. Story. I feel like you have to be like seventy or eighty to tell that story. Spags is an old soul. I've actually, it's a Shao Kahn thing for me or a Shang Tsung thing where I'm eating souls to stay young looking. And then, you know, then eventually I'll wither away and die when Liu Kang wins the tournament. I think is how that goes. Uh, let's, let's do the first pick here, Paul. You can go however you want. You want to take a running back. You take a wide receiver to start the stack up. Do whatever you want here for the first pick of our Sunday main slate lineup. All right. Uh, let's see. What do you guys do with the player has a Q tag? Just let it ride. Let it as rip. Far as like if they're out, it doesn't matter. Right. No, no I mean, yeah. you got to ping the pieces me. of the play. You got to ping me to remind me to make your swap on Sunday morning. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Uh, let's go Chase Edmonds. Ooh, okay. That's all right. Let, yeah, talk, talk it through. I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, um, I had this weird thing where I, for some reason, like to play the running back with the tight end. So, like, I hope we can take Kittle. <laughs> I like the opposite. it. opposite. Yeah. All right, he's leading the witness, Spags. Will you fall for this trick? He wants the mini correlation. I also just have to point out that I actually think that's an interesting play because James Connors are running so hot with touchdowns in a way where Edmonds eventually has to start to see some of that back, especially with him getting more snaps, running more routes, all that stuff. So I think a pretty heady play there by Paul. Um, I will say, oh, (laughs) all right, so we want to do a bring back thing. Um, How about Jimmy Garoppolo? (laughs) Get out of here. Don't ruin this lineup why we're, we're correlating no i mean let's let's play whoever you want to stack jimmy g with without jimmy g and then we can play field fine or i mean i feel like it has to be debo i think debo's price still not coming up enough on drafting 6500 i think debo uh still over 10 targets a game he's a monster i'll give him that shot you just put me in such a hard spot you want to know why because paul just clearly said he wanted kittle so now if I do Kittle, double that, do Kittle now. No, because if we do Kittle, then we have to go Jimmy G and then you get what you want. So I'm forced to to decide between giving Paul what he wants or you what See, you want. So this is why you're not good at chess, Pete. I think you didn't realize. 
that all went. I boxed you in. I made a bad pick by doing edits first. The uh, Discord's going to be upset that I didn't do anybody bigger name. Oh, probably. not at the start of practice is Jimmy G, according to our boy Ivan, reporting from the Niners practice himself, I can only assume. All right, uh, I crystal balled this. Uh, I should say my Cleo Cosplay character crystal balled this, but let's do Aaron Jones. Okay. All right, Paul, we're, we're back to you. Who do you want yeah. with that one? And I guess, or Pete, do you want, you already explained your logic for Aaron Jones. and the, Well, the crystal ball did, really. So, Paul, who do you want then coming up next? Uh, let's do uh, Daniel Jones. Wow. Stack him up, Spags. I mean, he's, yeah, it's hard to not go to a guy who had 400 yards last week and now $5,800, though. We are, we are going to get a lot of the guys back this week, so maybe that does kind of throw off the feng shui a little. Um, I guess I'll ride with Kenny Galladay. I, I think that's the move here. Does play, uh, does look like Dallas does play a lot of man on the air, playing it uh, 56%, actually, excuse me, 44% of the time, playing zone 56% of the time. Galladay's been the best man receiver for the Giants on the year uh, with 2.2 yards per route run. So I will take Galladay and feel good about it. All right. This lineup is a deep state lineup, the all Q lineup today here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Willie K saying get more cues in there. Can we get more cues that we actually like? Do not tempt me with a good time because I will specifically <laughs> look for cues. Uh, all right. AJ Brown returning from injury. No one's going to want to play him. He's <laughs> got that cue tag we love. Let's do it. Gonna be a real low owned lineup because nobody wants to play guys with the Q tag. And apparently we're doing only Q tags today. Uh, Paul, you got another Q tag player you want to throw into the mix? Oh, man. We got to get cheap. Is, a Q, need... is there any Q defense? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, DraftKings. Get a, give us a Q defense. Oh, Probably the man. Jaguars. <laughs> well, uh, so let's do Dalton Schultz. Okay. Ooh, Dalton Schultz running hot so far. We've talked a lot about him benefiting from just Dallas I mean, not Charles. quite getting there every week. Um, all right. Who else do we have at flex? So we got to go. We got to go cheap here. So I'm, I'm just going to put it. Or, so we're in the like. 3,800 to 4,100 range here for, oh, for flex. So do we think Joe Mixon plays? That's one that didn't make the injury news, but I think he's trending towards not being in. So we could take You're one right. of the backups. We could take P Ryan or, uh, or Evans. I like that. Yeah. And uh, I, I think Washington is going to be extremely popular defense. So I would say we do Texans or Eagles defense. Hmm. I mean, do we think Sam Darnold is honestly, this would be the week where Sam Darnold throws like four picks after everybody's like, he's, he's the best fantasy QB he's running in touchdowns. That would be very appropriate. I think for the Sam Darnold experience. Yeah. Um, there we go. Um, I, uh, I like this lineup. I mean, I'm normally not a three running back guy, but when I do, it's in QAnon lineups in 150,000 or sorry, there's 594,000 entries in this tournament. So this lineup's perfect. I mean, I probably would have went Tony instead of P Ryan, but. Oh, it's a double stack Jones. Yeah. Actually, I love that. You're okay. right. P Ryan's but I don't want to override Spag. So. No, I'll, uh, you know, look, Paul, it's your guest spot here. I, I, I'll be here. I'll be here giving shitty takes that people are going to be mean to me about for the rest of the season. So, Paul, let's make it count while you're here. Kadarius Tony, one of my guys, too. So I think I win either way. <laughs> Wait, Kadarius Tony is one of your brand guys? I mean, I I did say that I thought he was one of the guys who got me 10 points last week in ride or die picks. So I think it's just based on how poorly we've been running in that one. I think he's got to be one of my guys. What was what was your pick for him? How, um, him was... over eight. You guys gave me the line at over eight and a half points. So that was he cruised right by that. <laughs> he Victor cruised right by it. Yeah, he did. He Victor cruised right on by. Paul, it's about that time. What what are the plugs you want to say here? I guess is there anything you want to ask? I feel like we could do a little Q and A here because we got a few minutes. I know Pete's suffering, but that's why we have to extend the show and make Pete suffer here. So, Paul, if you have any questions, you can ask it. But also, if you guys in the chat have some, um, including Ricky Beer saying RB in the flex. I guess that's why he went to Kadarius Tony. But you know, got sometimes bullied. it's hard to pass up a cheap RB. I don't. I mean, okay, so. I don't know. This seems to every come up in every fantasy stream. It's like NFTs and everything. I have none of them. I'm not opposed to them. I just feel overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. Um, you know, all this stuff is just my hobby. I'm actually an architect. So, um, like, I have enough going on of my job every Wait, day. What do you build? <laughs> um, well, if any, I'm actually living in Columbus. If anybody is in Columbus and uh, wants to, Go to the Dublin Library. Uh, I worked on that for like two years with a larger. Not the company. Urban Meyer Bar. No, I've actually never been there. I have heard they have good chicken fingers. Yeah, and very friendly. <laughs> there, it seems. Um, but I guess 
I don't know what my questions would be. I feel like I got into DMS like three years ago and I remember Pete as man's and I thought like that was his legitimate like personality. And I thought like he just really liked Kyle Juszczyk. And so I just, and then when I think like last year, year before, I just started following more DFS stuff on YouTube. I remember watching On the Contrary a lot on Osimo. So, I mean, I'm always fascinated by the, people who do the kind of content, but then there's like a whole underlayer of people who are like the pros who are kind of don't really do content, but you always see their names like crushing. And, you know, it's just like, it's an interesting community that seems pretty like small, but also like not everyone knows everyone. And then like with discord and stuff, it's gotten like so big and it's like, I don't have any great questions. Like, sorry. I mean, it's not a commencement speech, really. About commencement speech, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. No, that's that's fair. We got some questions in the chat, so we can all answer them here. We got uh, CB asking any thoughts on Corey Davis this week. Obviously, he's been running pretty hot here. Zach Wilson looking good. That game's not on the main slate. I don't foresee myself waking up at six thirty a.m. to play it. So I'll let you guys with your East Coast slash uh, Central time. I presume for you, Paul, uh, you guys can give a take here on Corey Davis if you want first. I, one, I legit hadn't even thought about Corey Davis yet <laughs> this week. I have, I, I'm sorry. I have zero Corey Davis takes for you. I just Paul, don't. you got any Corey Davis takes? Oh, man. Uh, you don't have to trust me. I just passed on it. I don't, I guess I don't really follow the Jets. And so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's what Corey Davis has going for him this week. The uh, Falcons are running zone 80% of the time. Corey Davis averaging 3.2 yards per route run, a 23% target share against zone defense. That's a positive. Also, honestly, we know this team looked good last year. DVOA also going to be a favorable matchup this week. Going to DVOA, 15.5% boost overall from that Atlanta defense, including a 7.5% boost to the pass game and a 31.4%. Oh, boy. Pete, what if... What if Mike Davis goes to London and finally is good? And then we need Mike Davis to play every game in London. Yeah, I think you just leave him over there. I'm sure there's some professional <laughs> football league in the United Kingdom where he could actually be good. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, look, Mike Davis has to be good somewhere. And maybe Greenwich Mean Time will be the move that gets him over the top. We also had one question from Nick, too. Nick was asking, Pete, what's the whale play for tonight? I know you're trying to middle Russell Wilson. So I would say the whale play is taking Russell Wilson over 292.5 yards for me. Over 292? It's a big yeah, number, well, Spag. Just because you trying to middle it means he's inevitably going to throw for 400 tonight. I mean, if he does, then I'll, I'll get it on both sides. So that's that's how we do, Spags. Uh, <laughs> old Arbitrage Pete, is that the new character? Arb, Arb Pete. Uh, also, <laughs> before I forget, uh, DraftKings hooked me up with a rake-free single-entry tournament for the deposit kingdom i going forward i'm gonna probably make it like discord link exclusive but because this is the first one and it's late in the week i have it down in the show notes so there's only a few tournaments out there where you can actually get rake free contests so if you're trying to build your bankroll this is the best way to do it single entry it's 350 people ten dollars the links down below fill that so we can keep asking DraftKings to make it bigger so shout out to DraftKings for hooking us up with that link take advantage of it link down below Wait, so you, uh, so you're just straight up stealing the old Levitan and Smizzle show bit that you're just like make the they would do like hashtag make it bigger. I remember from Le I was an avid fan of that show, and now you're you're one of Levitan's best friends in the world. No, I mean it was literally out of necessity because when you create your own leagues, like within or contests within a league, they cap it at 200. You literally uh, can't make it bigger, and so it would fill every week by Thursday, and then people are like, "I can't get in." And so the only way to get around it is if DraftKings will create a private league for you. And uh, I put out on Twitter, "Will they do it?" And the the people rallied, and someone reached out to me. Smiz gave a hat tip to his DraftKings contact, and they made it happen. So yeah, shout out to DraftKings. I have also, a question about. Sorry, yeah, Paul. Sorry, I'm also learning that Ohio's in the Eastern Time Zone too. So we're all learning stuff today. Paul, go ahead. Yeah, I, that's fine. It's pretty close to, I guess, being in Central. Um, it feels Central in my heart. That's all. With some of these like listener league uh, contests, you know, it's like kind of goes back to the um, like the millimeter maker. I feel like with the listener league stuff, it's probably just do it for fun, enter it for fun, just for like bragging rights within the community. But like, I always like go back and forth. And, like, say I want to spend three hundred dollars a week or less, like a set amount. It's like if I win one of the big tournaments, do you think it's still beneficial to throw to like throw in more money to some of the smaller like Pat Mayo League stuff? I mean, it's like so uh, I'm clearly it, it might sound like I'm biased because I, I clearly want this tournament to fill. But 
if you care about building your bankroll, you should be playing in every rake-free tournament possible. Mm -hmm. uh, almost regardless. I mean, yeah, if you're a whale and you don't need to bother with it, but take advantage of the Mayo th uh, $15 three max. Uh, Joe Holka has a rake-free one on FanDuel. I now have this one. It is because the rake legit. It, that's why DFS is so hard because you have to not only be a winning player, but a winning player enough that you're beating the rake. Yeah. Um, and so when you remove the rake, your just expectation is so much higher. Yeah, and that was part of our sales pitch with some of the Osmo sponsorships on there where Yahoo, I know, is doing some rake-free stuff just to get people in. And that is legitimately the best thing you do for yourself as a player. So your your instinct is right, Paul, that you are making the right move there. And I think, you know, the questioning at, you know, max out tournaments you can afford is the other part that we tell is kind of general DFS advice. But um, besides that, you know, like that's sort of, the, the rake-free thing is really the biggest thing you could do. And obviously there is a reason why DraftKings and FanDuel for the most part, besides these listener leagues, are never rake-free. Yeah. So... Uh, we got one question here too from John was asking, uh, can we get a, a name the kid spags bet going? The child has already been named. I think I said it on the show one Luca. time. So, uh, Pete would have to really offer some juicy odds for me to go back to my girlfriend and go, Hey, we now have to name our child. That's something Pete wanted after, <laughs> after an episode of splash play. Yeah. I'm not looking to destroy your uh, relationship. I'll be, I mean, look, Pete Spagnolo certainly could be a name too, or we could marry each other, Pete. And then we can also have that same outcome. No, we need you to end this show. I have a pulsing headache right now and I need to go rest. <laughs> All right. So Paul, what's the plugs for you here? Besides obviously where Pete's plugs are going to be for Advil. Paul, your plugs for the week, anything you want to promote out there besides of course, the deposit kingdom discord, which you are a prominent member of. Uh, yeah, you can follow me. This sounds odd, but I'm actually more active on Instagram. Just my name, Paul Adair. Oh, lots, um, lots of thirst yeah. traps on there, right? My Twitter is very quiet. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't even need to give it out because I really don't go on there except for just to lurk. <laughs> there you go. We'll hit, we'll hit you up on Instagram then. All right. So sounds Paul, good. what's the handle on Instagram? It's my name, Paul Adair, no spaces. All right, so there you go. Follow at Paul Adair, A-D-A-I-R, if you want to go follow him out, show a little love to one of the guys doing a great job just being helping support the show, which is all we can ask for. And if you want to be in this spot that Paul was in today, what a what a top-form show he got to be a part of by us. Uh, please go leave us five stars and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to go follow at Peter Overzet, follow at Chris Spags, follow at Paul Adair on Instagram, and also uh, go subscribe to Pete's channel, do all that stuff. And uh, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow, 2.30, with John Daigle from NBC Sports Edge. So come join us then and, and pray for Pete's head and delicate little eyes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if for some reason I cancel the showdown show tonight, just know I'm resting my delicate little eyes. Uh, delicate weird wise. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm done with the character work today. <laughs> Bye, guys.